Hello, this is Dr. Jeanette Raymond, psychologist, psychotherapist, and relationship expert, here to talk to you today about what it's like to live with a partner who's constantly criticizing you and putting you on the defensive. Many of my patients tell me how exhausted they are with having to face a partner who seems to be geared up to looking for something to find wrong with them and criticizing, criticizing, criticizing. And it happens on both sides of the gender divide. So I hear it from women who feel that their male partners are criticizing the way they parent, the way they cook, the way they clean, the way they socialize, the way they dress. And I also hear it from many, many men who feel criticized and inadequate that um, the way they play with their kids is no good, uh, the way they sleep is no good, the way they stay out is no good, the way they eat is no good, the way they take care of their health is no good, they don't uh, spend enough time at home. They don't. It's always a criticism. And what I hear from both sides is it's exhausting and it makes you doubt your reality because you're constantly having to stick up for yourself, to put your point of view forward, to make your good intentions known. So while your partner is pouring black, horrible gunk all over you and making you choke in it, you're trying to come out and breathe and say, but look, I'm actually good inside. Take a look and see how good I am, how selfless I am, how loving I am, how committed, how invested I am in the relationship. And of course, the more you do it, the more the partner sees you as a failure and trying to make excuses. So you, the one who's being criticized, does one of two things. You either withdraw completely into your shell and maybe, you know, uh, eat for comfort, drink for comfort, smoke weed for comfort, go in your phone for comfort, play video games for comfort, whatever it might be. And uh, your partner then says, see, you're never there. You're not present. You don't participate. You leave all the work up to me. I can't rely on you. So you kind of feed into their view of you as a horrible, ineffective, useless partner. The second thing you might do is to fight. So you might say, no, that's not true. Look at what I did and try to prove yourself and do better and make a more and more strenuous effort into proving that you're a good person with good intentions who's doing things for the relationship and for the family from a place of wanting to connect. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday. Your brother Zoe Williams, the voice of reason, has returned to the war room, the relationship war room, where I lay topics out flat in front of you so you and your partner can have the conversations you won't have on your own. <laughs> hey, now, now that's not speaking to all couples out there. I know there's some couples out there that are doing grown-up things, having grown-up conversations. Tonight's topic is a doozy, though. 
constructive critique or malice cruelty? How to decode your partner's words. Don't take it personal when it really gets personal. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Why is it that our partner's perspective of us matters so much? Why is it that they can say one thing that can destroy our whole sense of self? How does that happen? Why do we allow that to happen? Constructive critique or malicious cruelty? How to decode your partner's words. Don't take it personal when it gets really personal. 1-800-920-1580. You already know. You already know. I got questions. What is the importance of constructive criticism within intimate relationships? And do many people misidentify, misconstrue constructive criticism as negative and or destructive criticism? True or false? I'm just being honest. It's not criticism. You're just too sensitive. But you ask for my opinion. You can't blame me if you don't like it. Feedback can be confusing, especially when it comes from those we depend on or love. True or false? Why is it that way? How do we give constructive criticism to our significant other? What are some of the best ways to guide, inform, even educate our significant other without hurting their feelings? Is it possible to confuse constructive criticism from a partner as emotional abuse? Or is there a fine line? 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. This is a conversation, non-judgmental space. I want to hear your opinion. I'd like to talk with you. This is a conversation, not a monologue. Call in. Share your perspective. You may enlighten the nation. This is a national show. People will be calling in from all over the country. So get ready. How can you differentiate between constructive criticism and personal attacks when it comes to your significant other's observations and perceptions of you? How do you differentiate? Are you listening with your head or are you listening with your heart? And does your heart take it personal when your partner tells you the truth? About you? Does your heart interpret what they're saying as an attack? Is criticism the same as emotional abuse or verbal abuse? When is feedback, constructive criticism, and unsolicited advice useful? (laughs) When is criticism worrisome? And when is it abuse and time to walk away? That's a, that's a mouthful. That's a heavy question. 
What are the signs that your significant other's observations are rooted in their own insecurities rather than an accurate reflection of who you are? Is criticism in intimate relationships a toxic habit that can slowly ruin your relationship? When I come forward, you know the voice of reason is going to continue to cook and the phone lines are open. I want to hear from you. Call me right now. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. Join the discussion. You already know. That playlist is cold-blooded. When's the last time you heard Don't Take It Personal? (laughs) My playlist is my co-host. The Voice of Reason is live on KBLA Talk 1580. In any relationship, feedback plays a crucial role. Okay? It plays a crucial role in one's personal growth and development. However... It is essential to discern between honesty, constructive criticism, and verbal abuse, right? This show, tonight's show, aims to shed light on the distinctions between these concepts and provide some sort of guidance on maintaining a healthy sense of self-worth and effective communication within a relationship. Now, differentiating honesty, criticism, and verbal abuse is not an easy thing to do, especially if you're self-unaware, you you know, you haven't healed from what you modeled. Because, listen, when you talk to any of these psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, relationship coach, if they're worth their salt, they're going to be able to pinpoint some childhood trauma. They're going to be able to pinpoint something you went through that help model how you look at the world, right? They're, they're, they're going to be able to do that if they're worth their salt. You're not going to find a human being, first off, you're not going to find a human being who hasn't gone through something that hasn't molded, shaped the way they view the world. And unfortunately for human, well, fortunately and unfortunately, our early childhood, it, it molds You know, the lens that we look at the world and relationships through. So, like I said, differentiating between honesty, criticism, and verbal abuse is not easy. Especially if it's your norm. Honesty is the foundation of trust in any relationship. It involves expressing one's thoughts and feelings authentically. Right? Without malice or intent to harm. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just being honest and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, right? Constructive criticism, on the other hand, is a form of feedback aimed at helping an individual improve. Typically, coaches, right, uh, offer constructive feedback. If you look at the etymology of the word coach, it means to help whoever is being coached to transform. It, it means to go from one place to another. That's what a real coach does. They, they get you at one point, and they help you evolve and get to another point, okay? So constructive criticism, the intent behind it is to help an individual improve. It is delivered with empathy and respect and a, and a genuine desire for growth. Verbal abuse is something totally different, Right? It's, that's characterized by demeaning, belittling, or controlling language 
that seeks to undermine the recipient's self-esteem and emotional well-being. Is this happening in relationships? Yes or no? Call me now, 1-800-920-1580. Are you guilty of using it? Yes or no? Call me now, 1-800-920-1580. Now, recognizing the fine line, right, between criticism, right, verbal abuse, and constructive criticism, that, now that's a tightrope. Differentiating between constructive criticism and emotional abuse can be challenging for most people. The key lies in understanding the intent behind the feedback. Now, it's hard for me to tell your intent when your tone and delivery is sideways. 1-800-920-15-8. Get your tone and delivery together before you try to improve my life. Because <laughs> clearly you got to work on communication if you're talking in a condescending, dismissive flippant, glib, avoidant, you know, <laughs> kind of way, right? So, to recognize the fine line, you must focus on specific behaviors or actions. You must try to offer suggestions for improvement. Emotional abuse is a little harder to detect. However, it is driven by control, manipulation, and a desire to exert power. Over the other person. Why is it hard to detect? Well, if it's your norm, you're not even looking for it because that's what you modeled, right? It often involves personal attacks, insults, and a consistent pattern of demeaning behavior. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready to talk tonight? How can you effectively communicate with your significant other to understand the intentions behind their observations and perceptions, ensuring a balanced and respectful exchange of perspectives? Is constructive criticism good for intimate relationships? Do you make a space in your relationship to argue? Are arguments really bad? For the relationship, I want to talk to y'all tonight. Let's get to the phone lines. Let's get it cracking right now. Who's been on the longest? True monger, Dallas, Texas. Get in here. Yes, sir. Talk to me, brother. Talk to uh, me. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Let it out, brother. I think, like I was uh, typing in the chat, I think intention makes a big difference. And the energy behind the words also plays a big role. Uh, I've been accused of being blunt, being somewhat harsh when I'm trying to communicate things. And I had to learn how to not necessarily stop that, but kind of ease, ease up a bit, trying to make my point more clear without them feeling intimidated or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um I guess it comes from being in, in the sports environment, man, because you get critiqued and get criticized all the time. Right, right. Every Sp- little thing. Right. So you kind of pick up on that from your coaches because they may come at you with something uh, that's more on the cruelty side at first. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll go through it and critique and show you what it is. And you kind of, kind of learn the difference between the two as you get older and gain more life experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, you come to your own 
you got to realize everybody ain't built the same. Everybody doesn't under process that stuff the same way. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's always a learning pro- process when you're dealing with relationships because you don't know how somebody's going to handle being critiqued. Mm-hmm. Or if you point something out that may be detrimental to them, you don't know how they'll re- respond to that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, kind of, uh, you're going to fail at times. You're going to fail a lot in your communication. Mm-hmm. Um, but always have good intention with whatever you're bringing up, unless you're just being uh, an a-hole and you just want to dog your partner out for whatever reason because you got low self-esteem or got issues huh. and you want to take your issues out on them. Huh. Huh. True. You Give know? me two examples of constructive criticism. I'd like to see it. Um, let's say your partner is just like in a situation where they're always getting into it with their relatives or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You kind of bring it up to them and ask, ask questions, try to get some feedback on why they may be getting into these situations. And you try to do it respectfully. Mm-hmm. And yet they just they don't know how to answer, give you an answer or a straight answer. Mm-hmm. But it's just a, you can tell there's a lot of emotions tied into it. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, kind of back off a little bit. And then you see, continue to see it happen. Mm-hmm. And then you try to get to the bottom line of what, what really the issue is. Mm-hmm. So at some point, that honesty has to come out in order to find a, a resolution. But if you just keep getting into it with them, just for the sake of getting into it and nobody's trying to fix anything, that's going to that's gonna create a bigger problem. Mm. So it might you might get to the point where you have to be more blunt about your approach. Huh. Still with respect and love in, in mind. Right. But you know, you're like, look, I've asked nicely. You keep brushing it off. But every time y'all around each other, it's the same thing. We need to find a, a solution to this or at least start to find a solution to where y'all can rectify this stuff and where people can move forward. I love it. I love it. True monger, guess what you just did? What's that, sir? You brought Dallas, Texas in the building. Man, I appreciate it. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Tonight's topic, we got a slapper up in here. Constructive critique or malicious cruelty how to decode your partner's words don't take it personal when it gets really personal i love it when my folks call in and share their insights we got another caller let's get them in here southern california is in the building southern california stand up banks bellflower california get in here what up big zone what up brother what up now i'm gonna tell you right now i'm gonna tell you right now I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to have to hold you and carry you over. Are you good with that? Because <laughs> I already, true. Banks, I already know what you're about to do. You need space. <laughs> you need room to lay this thing down. All the time. You got it right. You underdig, right. Banks, hold tight. When we come forward, back to Southern California, we come with more heat. When your spouse has a complaint about you. Your initial instinct can be to get defensive. 
especially depending on how your spouse says it. It might come out when your husband or wife is angry or hurt or annoyed. Like maybe it's the 50th time that you left your dirty towel on the bedroom floor and she just can't take it anymore. Or maybe it's the third time that you moved your husband's tools even though he told you to never touch them, but they were right in the middle of the kitchen table and honestly, you just had to. Not that I've ever done that, not that I am guilty of that by association. Totally am. <laughs> but honestly, think about it. When we are dating, we tend to let more things slide because we are focused on that next thing. The concert we're going to next week, maybe getting engaged, wanting to get married, whatever it might be, our focus is forward. So we're more likely to let things that annoy us or get on our nerves slide a little bit. And honestly, we probably think they'll change. Over time, their habits that I don't like, they'll just change. But once we get married, we aren't looking forward towards anything anymore. We've already gotten married and we begin to get stuck in what's happening now around us. And those things that used to annoy us about our husbands or our wives that we let slide when we were dating, or maybe we even thought were kind of cute, start to become very annoying and maybe even more than annoying. Maybe they had habits where they would correct you in public or do things like that. And now you can't stand it. And now you feel disrespected by it. And now if they do it one more time, you're going to lose your mind. You probably have some complaints about your spouse and your spouse has some complaints about you as well. But these complaints don't have to ruin our marriage. They can actually end up making our marriage better depending on how we handle it when our spouse brings up a complaint about us to us. What tends to happen is we don't bring up these things with our spouse that annoy us or frustrate us or that hurt our feelings. We stuff it down until a straw breaks the camel's back and then it can tend to come out as an attack. I can't believe that you act like a complete pig leaving all of your dirty clothes and towels on the floor. What in the world is wrong with you? Or maybe it's, I told you a hundred times not to touch my stuff. Are you stupid? Can you not hear me? That's typically how it ends up coming across because we don't talk about it in a soft, calm way at the beginning of when it starts to annoy us. And when conversations start, like you're, when you're attacking your spouse, it's normal to get defensive. And you may not be able to actually hear what the other person is saying because all you want to do at that point is defend yourself. I, I didn't leave the towels on the floor or I had a great reason to. Why are you yelling at me about it? Why don't you change the way that you approach me about it? That's how we tend to handle it. And when your spouse brings up a complaint about you, maybe it's about how you spend the money, or maybe it's about the tone of voice that you use, or maybe it's about how they wish you would wash the dishes a different way. Whatever it might be, it can be difficult to hear the intention behind it and not get defensive. But if you really want to be able to move forward in your marriage, ask yourself the following questions. Number one, ask yourself, is the complaint valid? Is what they are saying actually true? Hmm. Or are they saying it as a one-time thing out of anger? Hmm. We can all get so angry that we say things that we don't mean. 
So what you want to look for is look back over the past few months, maybe even the past few years and say, is this a recurring thing that my spouse continues to say to me? Do they continue to bring up how they feel like I'm talking down to them when I use a certain tone of voice and I don't mean to come across like I'm angry, but they say that that's how they feel when I talk. Is this something that's that's recurring? Is this something that may be true that maybe I need to change about the way that I interact with them? The second thing to do is to ask yourself. <laughs> she was cooking. Oh, Lord, the voice of reason. The VOR is on fire tonight. You already know what we're doing tonight. Tonight's topic, constructive critique or malicious cruelty. How to decode your partner's words. Don't take it personal when it gets really personal. Your tone and delivery factors in quite a bit. How can you strike a balance between honoring your significant other's observations and staying true to your authentic self, ensuring that you maintain your individuality and personal values in the relationship? You know what? You see me that way. And for you, that is your truth in your reality. No disrespect to your reality. I visit there from time to time. But in my reality, that is not the truth. And it's okay. And there might be some space in between our universe where it intersects, where you can pick up something that is actually true in both universes. It's fine. It's fine. But we must remain respectful. At all times. This is why it's always I. This is I language, right? From my perspective, this is how I, you know, experience you. Now, I could be off. I always preface that and I still be in arguments. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason is on fire tonight. Let's get Banks from Bellflower back up in here. Talk to me, Banks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great topic, man. You're right on it. You're on right on point tonight. Mm-hmm. Tell me about uh, it, man. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man. It's, well, the thing is, you know, I have to give you a perspective coming from the Word of God. I mean, the, the Word of God said the truth will make you free. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when when you tell somebody, I mean, you have to be you have to be uh, not harsh or nothing, but you had to come in a respectable manner. You know, it's just like, you know, I have to line it up with the Word of God. If you lined up with the Word of God, then you're going to go right. The Word going to keep you right on the track. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like having intimate uh, relationships. The Bible tells us that your body don't belong to you. Your body belongs to me. My body belongs to her. Mm. So What verse is that? I don't want to ask. I I mean... I, I'm interested. What verse is that? Your body belongs to your to your wife, and her body belongs to her husband. What what verse is that, brother? Please. Yeah, that's in. I, I believe that's please. It's in the book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. But go ahead. Finish yeah. your thought, my friend. Yeah, and so, but you know, at the same token, man, you you just have to uh, have a a, 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 a submitted a tone towards your significant other and you guys have to treat each other with respect and dignity you know and then you know life is a learning experience you have to 
uh, you know, when you meet somebody, you're meeting the representative. You're not meet that person. You really mean you're meeting the representative, so you learn them as time goes on. Mm-hmm. She learning how you are, and you learn how they are. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Hey, brother, I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for the insight. You brought Bellflower, California, in the building. Southern Cal is on the board. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, I'm going back to Los Angeles and then Oakland. Call me, call me, call me. And the brother was right. It is in the Bible. 1 Corinthians verse or chapter 7, verse 1 through 16. When we come forward, we're going to get into it. Boy, that playlist. <laughs> Come on, Tevin. Produced by Al B. Shore. Don't get it twisted. Al B. Shore was one of the greatest 90s producers ever. Don't ever get it twisted, man. Tevin Campbell, alone with you. You already know my playlist is is my co-host and it's on absolute fire tonight tonight's topic is a doozy of course we're talking about something really really heavy we're talking about being able to accept constructive criticism and how oftentimes uh constructive criticism is misinterpreted as negative criticism or nagging or being disrespectful or it, it, it could be misinterpreted as a many many different things but we want to talk about your stories. You know the phone line is open, and I want to hear from you guys. We've got a couple of callers on the line. We're going to get to them in two seconds. To address criticism in a relationship, both partners must commit to open and honest communication. If you don't commit to open and honest communication, i got to be able to tell you I'm disappointed in you. I got to be able to, there has to be space. Man, I was once told to do better. (laughs) Now, I'm going to be honest. When I was initially told to do better, my man interpreter, my man interpreter ignored it it, or it just just washed over me. I didn't even really respond. Because, you know, normally you get a, who you talking to that you understand but i was told to do better and then upon further reflection i recognized like they were right i need to do better it's just that simple and some people could take their partner telling them to do better right as an attack if your insecurities are there My insecurities just put up a block. It's almost as if my insecurities ran right to my ears and edited that piece out. I was told, point blank, do better. 1-800-920-1580. I'm telling you, this is is a tough thing to do, but you got to commit to open and honest communication. You got to establish a safe space where both individuals can express their thoughts and feelings without fear of judgment or retaliation. You got to practice active listening, empathy, and understanding. You must seek to understand the intentions behind the criticism and work together to find constructive solutions. Remember, growth and improvement 
should be a shared goal, fostering a stronger, healthy relationship. That sounds flowery and beautiful, but the reality of it is it's a lie. Because the moment most people say something that is considered offensive, that is considered disrespectful, not only is the conversation not going to go anywhere, we got new grudges to deal with for the next conversation. We got new issues to deal with because of how you came at me. 1-800-920-1580. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Miss JB, Los Angeles, California. Get in here. You got to turn down your living room. Turn your living room okay, all the way let down. Me, let, me, let me, let me, hold on. Yes. Let me make sure that I take, take everything out. Yes. I'm about to do right. All right. right. Here we hold go. <laughs> so, no. The last part, what you just said, I'm, I'm going to go backwards. That whole last part about we got to figure out how we got once all the damage is done. Now we got to, we're worried about a whole other situation. You said this, I said that. And that's fact. It starts off butterflies and rainbows. That's the goal. But now I don't like the way you said it. Mm. And, that all, and, I, and I, feel, I feel violated. And now we're arguing about something that we don't even remember about how we got there. Because it's the tonality. And that needs to be worked on. And what we don't understand, or what, what I don't understand, let me put it on me, is the tonality from mm. the relationships. Mm. We, we get there and there's damage. And we think we're working through it. But there's still something that's going to bring that arrogance out, mm. and it pulls it back. And then now we're back. It we don't know how we got there. We thought we were doing the work. Mm. I will be accept, I will say for me, I am that individual that is like, "Yo, what's going on?" And and sometimes my tonality after a while becomes more aggressive because I have been talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I need to learn as a woman, as a black woman, as a single woman that has been out here, we've been, you know, we've, we've toughened up. It's a different dynamic out now. Mm. Talk and to me. so the dynamic is we have become the, our own protectors. Mm. We don't have any protectors because for whatever reason, I can, we ain't talking about that. That's not a subject. But for whatever reason, the, we have to protect ourselves. And you want me to be soft, but I need you to be soft. And I'm not calling you a punk, mm. but I need you to tone it down Ooh. because now I have learned to be aggressive. Ooh. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a barking dog. And I don't want to be a barking dog. I need you to allow me to be free. Like, you know, a Roman straight. I can even be a straight dog. Roman looking for food. Mm. However, but if you threaten me because you have not protected me, then that's what it is. And and, and it's not personal. It's just natural. And so what I need other individuals to understand that if I need to work with you, you got to work with me. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. is a quick pro quo, sons of the lamb. (laughs) I need you to do the same thing. Yes. And I, if, I, if I'm willing to do the work, I need you to do the work. Because I, too, am broken. Mm-hmm. And we both have to communicate on that level. And I am guilty of, you know, 
being more aggressive, like, and in, in, in my tonality mm-hmm. um, of, of frustration mm-hmm. that I have embedded in me. Mm-hmm. It was quiet. Wow. And now the she hero got to come out and it is like a bomb. Wow. It is zero to a hundred. And then I feel bad because I'm a lady. <laughs> I feel bad that I became out of my character. Right. Right. My natural character, mm-hmm. not a pretentious character. My natural character is to be soft. I but because it. you made me not soft, I have to be the man, not not the man, but I have to carry that energy. Guess what you just did, J- Miss JB? Guess what you just did? Miss JB, guess what you just did? Do you know what you just yes, did? Yes, sir. I don't know, sir. I'm just, you know. Zelda. You brought Los Angeles in the building. Lord have mercy. You've been cooking. Oh, she set it on fire. Miss JB is in the building. We appreciate the insight. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. L.A., stand up. Miss JB just set the bar. My wife can't take criticism. This is what someone just wrote in. And uh, you can write in, too, to one of our counselors at the Marriage Foundation, and I choose our topics from those. And someone wrote in, and he said, my wife can't take criticism. Well, I'm not one of the counselors. I'm Paul Friedman. I founded the Marriage Foundation, and I'm going to help you with this. It isn't just wives who have difficulty with criticism. And there is a very deep explanation for this. So let's first not condemn your wife. Let's shift. Let's look at this as something we want to resolve. We don't want to get into a fighting match over it. We don't want to point fingers. What do we want to do with this topic? What you want to do is you want peace and harmony in your home. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to be very candid with you. Sometimes I get into trouble, but everything that I share with you is based on principles, rock solid. So when I tell you that your expectation is not realistic, we won't leave it there. I'm going to help you with this. But let's start there. And the way we understand that it's not realistic is by taking a look at human beings in general. And then we're going to take a look at your wife as a woman more specifically. So in general, we are a composite of a trillion cells. And what we know for sure, scientifically, is that every cell, every living cell, is driven by the drive to survive. Sometimes individually, usually, sometimes as a community. But that innate drive to survive exists. It is a biological certainty. It is a reality. So when all of these cells come together to form a plant, for instance, or an animal, or a human being. You don't just have to deal with a one cell layer of the drive to survive. You have to deal with the whole organism. So what's going on here 
is criticism. If you really want to be real about it, criticism is an attack, flat out. When you offer criticism, when you offer a suggestion, if it's not couched properly, when you offer direction, when you offer instructions, if it's not couched properly, a human being who hears it will take it as an attack. Now, I would wager anything that it's true for you as well. But what's happening for you now is you're on the reciprocal end of this. You're giving criticism and you're getting flack back, usually. In some cases, a wife will sulk, rarely. Well, I should say, rarely do we get a complaint. Is he cooking? The man is cooking. I like to play obscure little clips for you just to give you different perspectives. This is our number two tonight's topic, man. Is it really constructive criticism? Is it a positive critique? Or is your partner trying to take you down by insulting or demeaning you? This is heavy stuff tonight, man. Because I'm going to tell you, one of the worst things a person or people do in their relationships. Let me say that again. One of the worst things people do in their relationships is take out their unfinished internal work or their unrequited wounds, pain, or their insecurities out on their partners. That's one of the worst things we do. Things we haven't conquered within ourselves are the impetus for why we attack our significant others. Tonight's topic, man, constructive critique or cruelty? How to decode your partner's words? Don't take it personal when it really gets personal. This is heavy stuff. Differentiating between honesty, criticism, and verbal abuse is crucial for maintaining a healthy relationship and a balanced relationship. By understanding the intentions behind the feedback, recognizing the signs of emotional abuse, and fostering, cultivating, growing effective communication and listening skills, couples might be able to navigate the fine line between growth and harm. Remember, your self-worth should never be compromised by unwarranted criticism. Embrace your strengths. Seek validation from within and surround yourself with a supportive network that uplifts and empower you. But when I say a supportive network, make sure the network is more healed than you. Because they can't truly be supportive if they're not more healed than you. It was the great Will Smith who once said, I like to surround myself with people that are smarter than me because he wants to be in a perpetual state of learning. You need to surround yourself with people who have healed beyond 
what you've done. So you can start healing. So you can be in the right space. A lot of times you're in a circle of people who reflect your level of development. As opposed to those who have superseded your level of development. And the reason why we do that is for comfort. I'm not going to play with y'all tonight. Y'all want great relationships but don't want to put the great effort in that it requires to have it. 1-800-920-1580. Let's get to the phone lines. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's get to the Inland Empire. Bree, get in here. Holla at me. Hello. Hey, what are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Um, I just want to say um, I like the phrase, don't take it personal. I also want to add to that, don't make it personal. Ooh, come a on. Time, <laughs> yes. A lot of times. A lot of times when we're fighting or when we're having words that we think is constructive criticism, we make it very personal instead of keeping it to the topic at hand. Mm. Keeping it to saying, okay, what is this and how how does my contribution or my critique improve you as a person? Mm. Instead, we use that time to throw personal attacks, bring up things that happened two weeks ago, and it's just like, no, at that point, then you do in question, is this abuse or is this criticism? Mm. I love it. Keep yeah. cooking, Bree. Yeah. You, you've got truffle oil on the stove right now. Now we just need a little <laughs> seasoning. I don't even want to know what protein you're cooking with it, but just keep cooking. We need more of what you're, what you're laying down right now. Yeah, yeah. And I want to say, too, um, we, especially as women, but people in general, we got to work on our emotional discipline. At our big grown ages, there is no excuse to be raising our voices at one another. Like, it's, it's, it's basically soft skills that we're lacking at this mm. point. It's like, mm. it's like how, at, at what point are we too old to not be effectively communicating with our inside voice? Mm. You talking to someone with respect, especially someone that you claim to love and be in a relationship with, mm -hmm. you should want to talk to them with respect. But also, no matter what tone you talk to them to, they're more likely to hear you when you talk to them like a human being instead of talking to them like a lot of times their mother talked to them or how your mother talked to you. Yes, 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 yes. But that's the, but that's the thing, especially with us in the black community. Sometimes in relationships, instead of being our best selves to our partners, we judge love based off how much of our behind can we give someone to kiss and they stick around. Ooh. And that's not love. That's not love. But that's how a lot of us look at it. How 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 much can I beat this person up? How much can I manipulate and, and connive them and talk down to them and push all of my insecurities on them, this person? And as long as they stay, they love me. If they leave, they're just like I thought they were. They proved everything that I thought they were. And I move on and repeat the cycle. Wow. It's just it's a lot going on. Bri, it's a lot going on, though. Bree, guess what you just did? Me, Bree, by the way. Huh? <laughs> Say again? Oh, I was saying this is Bree. I didn't even say hi. Oh, how you doing? But guess what you just I did, Bree? Guess what you just what? did? Do you what? know? Do you even know? I brought the IE. 
Come on, you brought the Inland Empire into the building, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. This is a conversation, not a monologue, and the ladies have taken over the voice of reason. It's about time. This platform has been designed for you to get in here and talk to me, and y'all are cooking right now, ladies and gentlemen. 1-800-920-1580. Let's keep this discussion rolling. The ladies are not playing whatsoever. Let's go all the way up to Toronto. You already know what. That's Canada. Come on. Get up in here, Elaine. Elaine. Hey, Zoe. How are you? I am alive and well. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? You know what? I saw the topic. Um, this is actually my first time calling into a show, but I felt like I wanted to share something. Um, it's a personal experience that I personally experienced, I would say, a little over a year ago with a gentleman that I met um, from Philadelphia. So the first thing I want to say is your topic is how to decode your partner's words. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to meeting this gentleman, I was in a pretty long relationship. It was more than six years. And after that had ended, I decided to just take some time myself and just make sure I didn't, I wasn't bringing any um, unnecessary baggage or any bad habits from the previous relationship that I was in. Um, because I'm not the type of person to jump from one situation to the other. I don't think that's healthy for either party. So I kind of give it some time just to make sure I'm good, make sure that I'm not, like I said, going from one situation and jumping right into another situation um, without healing and just taking time to myself, you know, cleaning things up type of thing. Um, So one thing that I said to myself um, as far as communication goes, um, decoding my partner's words, because it's something that I had dealt with in that said relationship. One thing I said to myself that I promised that I would do moving forward is to use active listening, just paying close attention to what the other person is saying, being fully present. Mm -hmm. Um, If I don't, if something is said to me and it makes me feel some type of way, I'm going to ask for clarification without, before jumping to conclusions, right? Because that's how things could go up in flames. Um, I tried to empathize also, try Mm -hmm. to see things from, the other person's perspective that has seemed to work in a lot of different situations that I found myself in. Um, and I pay attention to nonverbal cues. Mm. Now, this situation with this gentleman was my very first long-distance dating. Mm-hmm. So we weren't around each other a lot. It was us getting to know each other either by phone and video. I wanted to give myself some time before I invited him over here, but that never, it never got to that point because another side of him started to peek out and it wasn't pretty. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a very, um, I'm a goal getter type of female. Um, If I say I want to do something, I put my mind to it and I get it done. I'm very productive. Um, There was things about him that I was attracted to. Um, 
And so I decided to pursue the dating aspect of things. So, so but Elaine, after, Elaine, hold yeah. tight, hold tight, because you're cooking right now. I'm, I'm enthralled by your story, and I want to hear more. But you got to hold tight as we go forward when we come full circle. We're going to get back to Elaine from Toronto. We're going to get back to her story because it is getting juicy. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who did it best? Escape or the Jones girls? I'm sorry. I digress. I love Escape. They killed it. But did Escape do it better than the Jones girls? I'm going to err on the side of caution. I believe it was the Jones girls who did it right the first time. Let's get a piece of that. on complete fire my playlist is my co-host don't get it twisted who you gonna run to when your partner is criticizing you who can you run to is it criticism or is it in fact the truth something you need to hear something you've been running from and you decide to label it as negative we've got elaine from toronto on the line she was wrapping up her story Elaine, finish. We we got you. Come on back in here. So thank you, Zoe. So just to quickly say, there was a few things that started happening. Um, I would share certain personal um, objectives with this person, and I noticed that he would throw these comments out very quickly. But the comments weren't just basic comments. There were things that, like if you are not someone that pays attention, it would just blow right past you. But it kind of was like a dig at me. Um, and the fact that I was pursuing so many things, like as far as businesses and stuff, he wasn't okay with that. And I realized that it had nothing to do with me, obviously. It had everything to do with him and whatever unresolved issues he was dealing with within himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really sad because I really, really liked this person a lot. I really thought that um, this situation would be able to grow but and then this things like lack of communication he was he he showed that he he was willing to retaliate if there was something i did or said unknowingly mm-hmm. he would retaliate by not communicating to me things like that like i don't have time for things like so, that you know because so let me ask you this question yeah is, is that relationship over 
oh, God, when I saw those things happening, I had to walk away. <laughs> so you know, what should, away. you know what should start happening, right? Like, if you uh-huh. know somebody is, is broken and they're weaponizing their brokenness against you, right? Right. And the relationship, you know, ends organically or whatever, and there's no fighting. You guys didn't actually come to physic, you know, physic, uh, right. fisticuffs. Then you know what you should do? Uh-huh. You should start throwing. We should start throwing. I dodged the bullet parties. Exactly. Dodge the bullet parties, because if you learned a lesson, like oh, got it. This person refuses to change. They refuse to be accountable. They refuse to show remorse. They refuse to be apologetic. They think they're right. They uh, they're never going to be anything different than what they are, and the relationship you know, deteriorates, dodge the bullet party. That's because so many people get so attached. They be like, oh, oh, ooh. no, no, no. Dodge oh, the no. bullet. Dodge <laughs> right. the bullet. That's it's celebratory now. Let me just say Definitely. this. You know what you did? Do you know what you did, Elaine? I think so, though. What did you do? Well, go ahead and tell me. No, you did. What did you do, Elaine? Do you know what you did? I dodged a big bullet. No, you brought Toronto into the building. Lord have mercy. Yeah, she done brought Toronto, Canada up in the building, man. We appreciate it. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. We on fire tonight. We are on fire this evening. Call in, share your story. I want to talk to you. Who's on? Who's up next? Up, Attila, Houston, Texas. Get in here. Uncle Zoe, how are you? I'm all right. Good. I'm, okay. I'm glad to hear it. I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What's up? What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I wanted to kind of talk about um, how to, I guess, distinguish between the two, whether or not it's helpful advice or harmful berating, I guess. Mm-hmm. would be the word mm-hmm. um I, I feel like it really starts with like you being present with yourself kind of like elaine was saying on the previous call how she basically kind of started to pick up those little things that little inner voice like how do you feel after you get off the phone with them how do you feel after interacting with them i think is a huge um part of it because i honestly i struggle on both sides like critiquing and taking critiques mm-hmm. it's just yeah you know it's rough for me. I think you know it's, you know it's rough because you bringing up something that's that's got my my hamster wheel turning. You know it really. Mm-hmm. You know it really burns my gears. The grinds my gears. You know it really does that. When you <laughs> when you're in a relationship and you're doing everything you can to remain positive. Mm-hmm. You're doing everything you can to, uh, you know, let the person you're talking to know that yo, these are my perspectives, and they're not necessarily true. They're not, my, they might not even be necessarily true for me. I'm coming to you for context, mm-hmm. for understanding, and the person still gets angry and loud and defensive and disrespectful, and you're using eye language, and you're, you, you get what I'm saying? You're, you, you're actively mm-hmm. listening, and, you, and you're being positive, but they still feel like you meant something else. When mm-hmm. we come forward, we're going to talk to Atala about that. Houston, Texas is in the building. The ladies have been on complete fire. 
ways to sabotage or ruin your relationship. But one of the main ways, one of the first ways that I see in my office that couples can really hurt their relationship is by being critical of each other. When you're critical of your spouse, you start pointing out all the faults you see. You're focused on the negative side. You're focused on what they wear, what they say, how they look, how they present, all kinds of things. The more you do this, the more your partner shuts down. They withdraw. It hurts. What you should do instead is start overlooking those things. I want you to start focusing on the positive. What does your partner do that's positive? How do they greet people? How do they show up for you? How do they talk to you? What nice things do they do? When you focus on what your partner does well and you tell them, you get more of that. And after all, isn't it much better to get the good stuff than all that negative? Hey, we talking about it tonight. Self-reflection, that's important. But I'm not going to get into that just yet because we got Atala. Atala from Houston, Texas. She's still on the line. We want to get her powerful point to wrap this up. Talk to me, Atala. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, so one last thing. Um, So even if the criticism is harsh, I do think when it comes to relationships, it's important to acknowledge the point that was made, even if it was something that you didn't like, mm-hmm. right? So you can acknowledge how you felt based on what they said, but also say that, you know, even though what you said kind of stung a little bit, it hurt my feelings, it doesn't make it any less true. Wow. Wow. How do you, how do you move forward? Because I'm hearing you, right? I'm hearing you. Mm-hmm. I don't like what you said. But it was, but it was true, and I might not even mm-hmm. liked how you said what you said. Exactly. But it was true. What kind mm-hmm. of strength does that take to be able to say? But you know what? You were right. Uh, I don't think it's a strength. Well, I guess you can consider it a strength. I think it's more so a knowledge of self. If I know myself and I know that I'm messed up in a certain way or it's even being mirrored to me i have no choice but to acknowledge it right like once the knowledge is there you have to um give credence to that because here's the thing with me it's to me it's like christmas when i say something mm-hmm. right and my girl says you know what you you were right right and not because she doesn't acknowledge or isn't accountable for something that I'm pointing out. It's just that mm-hmm. I'm rarely right about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, I be you wrong. Want affirmation. I right. got you. You yeah. see what I'm saying? I be wrong most of the time. But when I am right, what mm-hmm. I've noticed about her is she will acknowledge that. She will be like, oh, you know what? You're right about that. Yes. And I'm just yes, going to say, for a lot of men to hear that, they'd be like, well, we are in love. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I think you're right. I mean, that it's, it's so important. Again, you've got to give that affirmation to, to your partner. Again, even if it didn't feel good, because you guys are on the same team at the end of the day. Like, what you want for yourself, they want for you, if it's a really a team effort. So... I mean, I think it just kind of goes towards both of you guys finishing towards the finish line. Like, you have the same goal in mind. So why wouldn't you acknowledge it and build that person up? That's important. 
Wow. Wow. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. You know I appreciate you. Atala, guess what you did? Brought Houston in the building. H Town in the building, Houston, Texas. Do you hear all of the ladies calling in tonight? And some of the ladies are in the chat room talking about, I could have been on for three hours. I could have kept talking. He'd be rushing us off the phone. No, I don't. You do know we got segments and we got all, we be up against the clock. If I could sit here and just listen to all of you talk, I would. But unfortunately, we got a clock that is like a clock, mechanized. Boom, boom, boom. We're hitting certain times. I'm sorry, but guess what? You call in tomorrow, you get to talk some more. In Zynga, Pensacola, Florida, get in here. Hey, good evening. Good evening. How are you, Mr. Bell? I am alive and well. How are you, and what are your thoughts on tonight's topic? I'm great. Um, my thoughts on tonight's topic. Sometimes I think a lot of times we listen from ego. I remember mm-hmm. you had uh, Dr. Joshana on mm-hmm. and it said no matter the temperament, the tone, the inflection, you're going to get offended anyway. Mm-hmm. And I guess I want to add one more layer. Most of the time I think we are listening from ego, but sometimes people are critical. And I think that needs to be taken into account. Um, what do you think, or how does it happen when constructive criticism can turn into browbeating almost? Because I, yeah. I, I, I've seen that. I've seen that dynamic where, you know, they're giving constructive criticism, but then you start to look for it. You know, I, I need you to, you know, tell me what to do or tell me how to be. How can... How can people avoid stuff like that? Like, is it even possible? Yeah, it's possible. It's the dodge, the dodge the bullet party. See, again, oh. again, if you're watching and if you're paying attention, you know when somebody is broken and refuses to fix themselves. You know, see, like, it's one thing to deal with a broken person, right? Because we're all broken, right? But if there the is no intention to take personal responsibility for one's own brokenness and they just want to stay the same that party needs to be thrown the dodge the bullet party see because many times we feel time energy money all of that we've invested all of this stuff and we too mm-hmm. we're past the point of return and we can't but if you're paying attention say this person never takes responsibility for what they do, what they say. They don't mm. want to get better. They don't want to change. They don't think anything is wrong with them. They don't think they need to change. They think they're better than me. They think they're smarter than me. They think they're more, well, better provisioned than I am. Mm. And they feel like they're at a different level in the same relationship. I want you to think about that for a second. How in the hell can, (laughs) listen, how in the hell can one partner be at a different level in a relationship with somebody else? Well, they, they thought you, they thought they were better from jump. But, but do do you see it's insanity to even think that it's impossible to be at a different level than the person you're in a relationship with. 
if, as the great Krishnamurti states, relationship mm -hmm. is a mirror. You get who you are. Many people think because I've accumulated stuff in the world and I may have accumulated more things than you, that we are somehow at two different levels, yet we're in the same relationship. Then some men turn it into the physical piece. Guess what? I'm bigger and I'm stronger, so that means I'm in control. So you know what that does? You know what that says? Sisters, I need you to hear that. You know what this should say to you? What? I need to throw a dodge, a bullet party. A bullet party. Because that can turn into... I'm big and stronger. That could turn into that can you know go from zero to a hundred really quick. I can so yeah. Do you see? Definitely need to dodge the button. Yeah. Do you see? But all I can say, all I want, I kind of want to leave y'all well leave with or say is, for me, I'm learning to and how you preached in the past, kind of wait and do things in love, whether it's constructive criticism, voicing a concern, giving a boundary, you know, do it in love because the other side of that it doesn't come off as constructive there you go there you go listen you know what you did though right yes sir i what? brought pensacola in the building you brought pensacola florida <laughs> in the building ladies and gentlemen if you want to bring your city in the building you know the routine you know the protocol all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580 when we come forward you thought I didn't still have a lot to talk about? Wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, the VOR. We on fire tonight. Yeah. Let's get it. Let me take my last caller of the night. I'm staying on point. Long Beach, California. You already know what it is. L.A. has been in the house. The ladies have dominated the conversation. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Alafia family. Alafia. Really quickly, really quickly, everyone had awesome points tonight. And to encompass or try to encompass everything that's been said, if you're not in alignment, mm. then you're not going to be able to accurately see what's in front of you. And not only see it, be able to dissect it and then move on from there. Mm. But, you know... In in layman terms, I think the teamwork aspect is out as well. Mm. It's you spoke about, um, you know, or the the snippet that you played talked about, you know, what's after the marriage, what's after, you know, kids or buying a house or whatever. You know, if if you don't have that wherewithal to stick it out and and see things for what it is, this is my partner, this is who I want to roll out the rest of my life with then everything else is going to fall fast, unfortunately. Mm, mm, mm. No, truer words have never been spoken. I'm staying on point. Long Beach, LBC, what did you just do? I brought it in the building. You LBC. underdig LBC <laughs> in the building. We appreciate the calls. Now, the voice of reason's time to chime. Uh, that verse was 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 through 16 uh, that the brother mentioned earlier. The wife's body does not belong to her, but also to her husband, husband, but also, meaning her, it belongs to her and him. 
In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. That's what the verse was. Now, we were talking about I statements versus you statements. You statements indicate blaming, condemning, right? You always do this. You always say that. You don't do this. You didn't do that. You embarrass me. You never tell me. These are terms you want to stay away from, right? You want to use I statements. I feel frustrated when, right? Right? When I come home and the house is dirty. I feel frustrated when my feelings and my thoughts are not being respected, heard, or acknowledged. I feel worried when I don't hear from you and I just want to know that you're okay, right? Uh, I would love to know how you're feeling about this, right? And you should always start sentences from your perspective. And I take it a step further. And I always say, uh, preface your statement with, and I could be wrong. This is my perspective. And my perspective in no way, shape, or form represents the absolute truth. But this is how I'm perceiving it. And I could be interpreting and or misinterpreting what you're saying what you're doing. So it's very important that you guys operate with that mindset if you don't want to uh, have your partner feeling like, you know, you're being disrespectful or you're, you're condemning them, right? And then also, ladies, you need to understand something. When you're criticizing a man, and I think sometimes for men, we get criticism and nagging and all of that stuff wrapped into one thing, Right? And you have to understand, men need validation. We need your approval because you're our woman. We've let you into that space. So, you know, you hear some women say, you know, men have needs just like women have needs. And, and I'm aware that he has needs. Well, if you're aware that he has needs, part of your stewardship of the relationship is to pour into those needs. And that's part of his responsibility as well. If you don't do it, he might get jealous. He might get jealous of your job. He might get jealous of your friends, right? He might need constant reassurance. He might enter a space of nonstop comparison, right? He might start ignoring important issues because you and he are out of sync. He might become overly sensitive. Right? He might start avoiding intimacy with you. He might start picking petty fights. Listen, all of this is in this space or can fester in a space where it's not a safe space to talk. It's not a safe space to have open, honest, transparent communication. He might even start going MIA, just start disappearing. Right? And I'm not saying this is exclusive to men. I'm saying women do the same thing, too. So you want your relationship to be healthy. You want your relationship to actually work. You've got to become more self-reflective and in the relationship. Self-reflection plays a vital role in determining 
whether your significant other's observations align with your true essence and values. Engage in introspection to, in, to evaluate the validity of their feedback. Consider if it resonates with your authentic self or if it conflicts with your core beliefs. This introspection empowers you to navigate their observations with clarity and make informed decisions about accepting or disregarding your feedback. Right? Listen, man, this is real work right here. And if you don't do it, we're going to be fighting all night long. Listen, I started the conversation. You finish it. Up next, you already know who she is. My homegirl, your homegirl. She got a fire show. RSVP with Jill Monroe.